0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on Cricket World Cup podcast from TalkSport. Exciting times as England qualify for the World Cup semi-finals. A huge win for England who posted another 300 plus score and dominated New Zealand from the outset thanks to Johnny Bairstow who once again took man of the match honours.
2: Yeah, really pleased. Um, Obviously we knew that these two games we must win games if we were to give ourselves the best opportunity to get into the semi-finals um, because we knew that... the performances that we put in, in a couple of games uh, hadn't been quite up to scratch so to play the way we have in the last two games now um, hopefully in the in the semis is um, is pleasing
1: there's more from Bear Stowe, Owen Morgan as well as defeated Kiwi skipper Kane Williamson you're listening to following on Well, here we are again. Another thumping win for England and all the fears that uh, were brought out by those surprising defeats to Pakistan and Sri Lanka and less so against Australia have been banished back to the shadows and we can look ahead to the semi-finals and the final week of the Cricket World Cup knowing England will be participating. Phew! Johnny Bairstow going back-to-back in the Century Stakes, another Player of the Match award, and setting the tempo, really, for another crushing England win alongside Jason Roy. What a partnership those two have put on. 123 this time, before England stuttered a little bit. They were 194 for one when Joe Root was given out, caught behind, and succumbed, 305 for eight. It led to a few fretful faces in and around Chester Street. But No fear. A wicket in the first over for Chris Wokes again, although Henry Nicholls probably, actually, when we're saying probably four, definitely should have reviewed. Uh, and really, New Zealand were never in the hunt. Guptill went early again, and when Williamson and Taylor were both run out, uh, farcically so for Taylor, and luckily for Williamson, that was pretty much it. A 50 for Tom Latham, uh, but uh, three wickets for Mark Wood, as an all round England bowling attack restricted the Kiwis to 186 all out. And that. Pretty much was that. Let's listen to Man of the Match, Johnny Bairstow, reflecting on another century in the blue pyjamas of the English ODI outfit.
2: Uh, yeah, really pleased. Um, obviously, we knew that these two games we must-win games if we were to give ourselves the best opportunity to get into the semi-finals, um, because we knew that the performances that we put in in a couple of games uh, hadn't been quite up to scratch. So to play the way we have in the last two games now... Um, hopefully, in the in the semis is um, is pleasing.
3: Um, given that you were under pressure, effective elimination was coming with defeat. Was it helpful to bat first, where there was less pressure, if you like, rather than chasing a target?
2: Ah, oh, look, I mean, you know what it's like at the toss of a coin. It can you can ha- happen either way. You've got to just react um, to whatever's put in front of you. I mean, on a different day, we could have been uh, bowling first and you take a couple of early wickets and who knows what happens. So. Look, we won the toss today, batted first, and I thought the the guys uh, applied themselves pretty well.
3: Um, Tell us about the combination with Jason Roy. Your form has returned and it's coincided with his return. What's so special about that partnership? Uh, I
2: don't know, to be honest. Um, I think that, obviously, batting together for a period of time uh, helps. Uh, You understand each other's games and uh, each other's moods, in a way. You you get a feel for um, certain bowls on certain pitches and... Uh, the communication out in the middle is the key with your partner, whether it be with Jason, whether it be with Rudy or whoever it may be, throughout the whole lineup. You
3: so you get a feel for certain bowlers and certain teams. You, you enjoy playing against New Zealand. I think that's your third consecutive hundred in ODI cricket against them.
2: I didn't know that, but um, yeah. Look, I, I mean, when it was a must-win game, they've put some serious performances in, over the competition, and they're a, they're a class side. So. Uh, we needed to put in a performance today and look, we've, we've got over the line uh, and we're really, really pleased to do that after uh, what has been a tough few weeks.
3: Um, and you've got a few days off now. You're going to be scheduled to play the semi-final at Edgebaston, which is the second one. So a bit of rest uh, and recuperation. But just tell us a little bit about the confidence in the team, which had been dented after that second defeat against Australia, but must be high now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got a couple of days off, as you mentioned. I think that that's going to be a really important time for all of the guys to, to get away, refresh, uh, rest up. And people are going to be sore after uh, what has been two, especially two grueling games. Um, people throwing themselves around in the field, bowlers running and bowling as fast as they can. So there's bound to be a bit of soreness uh, up there. And um, yeah, refresh, and then we meet up probably two or three days before and we go again but look there'll be a lot of smiles this evening knowing that we set out to give ourselves an opportunity uh, in these last two games of of the competition and now we're able to do that and hopefully go forward and put in two performances that are uh, good enough uh, and um, put ourselves in a position to hopefully win them.
1: Good to hear Johnny Bairstow with a uh, smile on his face and uh, looking back at another positive display. Another guy that looks, uh, well, it's a world world removed from what we saw at the end of the Australia defeat is the captain Owen Morgan. There weren't many runs from him again, but he did post 40-odd. Um, he'll be keen, no doubt, to survive a couple of short pitch deliveries and also probably relieved that Lockie Ferguson wasn't past fit to play. So credit to Morgan and also credit to Kane Williamson, who also fronted up. And a big thanks to Sky Sports for this audio.
3: Owen, congratulations. I asked you about the butterflies in your belly this morning, which would have inevitably been there. I can't imagine that you thought you'd have quite a pleasant evening stroll in the sunshine here.
4: (laughs) No, absolutely not. I thought we were outstanding today. It started with the two boys again at the top of the order, laying a good solid platform, playing in the manner that they do. Um, and I thought Johnny going on to get 100 was, again, match-winning today. It really was outstanding. I actually agree with Kane, I thought the wicket did change. After about the 25th over, for some reason it just started to slow up and became difficult to s- score quite freely, and every one of our batsmen that came in after that we found, found that. So, with so many on the board at that stage, it was quite encouraging, but it was a matter of trying to get as close to 300 as possible, if not a few more, to, to be competitive.
3: You mentioned that change there um, and the fact that you batted first today, that's been the theme of the tournament really, that 300 or thereabouts batting first gives you a a favourites chance. In a way, you've had to change your thinking from what happened before this tournament. Um, Has it taken you a while to adapt to that and are you now confident that that's where you're at?
4: Um, I think we can do both. I think if the wicket dictates that say 280s power or 300s power i think we can do both it's it's a matter of you know assessing whether the wicket is going to get worse or not i didn't think it would get that worse Mm -hmm. today i just thought it looked good to bat on Um, but like you mentioned all the wickets in the tournament have got inevitably slower and and lower throughout every game that's been played so it has been a team theme of the tournament um, so if that continues, we will going to continue to bat first.
3: What about the pressure that your players have been under in the last two games? Facing elimination, if you, if you lost one, that's a heavy pressure to play under. Will that stand you in good stead now, moving forward to what is another knockout game? Yeah,
4: I, I think in the manner in which we've displayed the last two games is certainly identifiable, identifiable as our identity that we've been playing with the last four years. Guys have come out and played with freedom, particularly the two guys that the top the order and that has been continued throughout. Guys have showed a lot of intent while they've been at the crease. Bowlers have continuously looked to take wickets throughout that 50 overs and that's been the message the last four years and it's worked for us so hopefully we can produce that positive, aggressive energy in the semi-final.
3: Well, you are definitely yeah. bound for Edgbaston, which is the second semi-final. You're going to be playing either... India or Australia, dare I ask it? Do you have a favoured opponent?
4: No, not at all. Two very strong sides. We're just delighted that we're playing good cricket and, and, and happy with obviously getting through to the latter stages.
3: Can okay, a third successive defeat for you, how concerning is that?
0: Um, yeah, obviously not ideal, but from our perspective, the, the recipe is simple but not easy and it's to go out and, and play a, a better, better brand of cricket, one that... Um, obviously allows us to, to be a lot more competitive than we have done in, in the last few games. But saying that, there, there are a lot of variables in these games, as we've seen, and, and the margins um, on the scoreboard have looked big. But um, for us, it's important we, we look at it for what it is, but definitely need to learn from it to be better moving forward, hopefully. Um, you mentioned the variables was today did you
3: feel that England got the best of the conditions the pitch seemed to noticeably slow down throughout
0: yeah, I mean look I think they did get the best of the conditions but they were also the better team so um, they outplayed us uh, in all facets and they they deserved the win, uh, the win without a doubt and the conditions didn't uh, I guess decide the result but um, at the same time I think the conditions changed a lot after perhaps the first 20 overs of their batting and it, it did slow down a lot and uh, and obviously the cutters into the pitch Became a lot more effective, whereas um, you know the, the top order of the England side obviously is so dominant um, and, and powerful, and they came out and played played their shots, hit through the line nicely, um, and put us under pressure from the start. So um, full credit to the way England played today. Today
3: um, you did drag it back at one point. You're looking at 360, 70, and you got it to 300 or thereabouts um you'd have recognized that the pitch did change a little bit or seemed to slow up but did you still fancy your chances at the halfway stage did you feel you're in the game
0: oh yeah without a doubt obviously it was nice to be able to pull it back um i think the the way the surface changed it, it obviously allowed us to do that we were under a bit of pressure or a lot of pressure in that first half of that innings but um we knew going into the the second half we needed to build partnerships and and do that for long periods to, to take the game deep uh, and we weren't able to do that. We, um, Once again we sort of um, haven't quite had a flow with our batting just yet and I mean there's been, like we mentioned, a number of variables that perhaps have um, not allowed that but at the same time it's just trying to be smart with our cricket. Um, so whether you're on a surface that is not free-flowing or one that is, you're still trying to uh, apply something of substance. And um, today, obviously, with uh, a couple of run-outs and, um, you know, one down the leg side, it's not uh, a nice way to start a a chase like that.
3: You mentioned the batting. It's been the Achilles heel throughout the tournament. You're carrying or seem to be carrying a heavy burden yourself, having scored over 30% of your team's runs. What can you do between now and your schedule Pretty much to be at Old Trafford for the semi-final. What can you do between now and then for your batsman to find form before that critical game?
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's one of those things there's been so much to learn from um, and I think the most important thing is to to look at where we need to be as a group um, from an individual perspective so how can I or, or you perhaps um, add, add value to our side on whatever surface that it is and I know that guys are we're all working really hard to try and uh, be better um, and like I mentioned there's been a lot of learning curves we've had to adapt on a, a large variety of surfaces so going ahead um, Touch wood, hopefully uh, it all works out and we are in a semi-final, but um, in some ways it starts again, whereas it's nice to perhaps played some good cricket, being challenged on a number of occasions and obviously had a few losses recently, but um, if you get to those semi-final stages, anything can happen and and we know we haven't played our best cricket yet, so we're still hoping for that complete performance if we're allowed the opportunity. Um,
3: Final question, if I may, Lockie Ferguson's injury today, how serious is it? How hopeful are you that he'll be fit to play if indeed you do play next week?
0: Yeah, um, it was uh, uh, precautionary. Um, it, there was something there, but it's, it's minor. So I'm very confident that he should be fit in a few days' time. Obviously, uh, a number of days off now.
1: Kane Williamson speaking there. Um, well, he's sounding a bit downbeat, didn't he? But, of course, New Zealand will make it through to the semi-finals. I think that uh, for Pakistan to overcome their run rate and pit them to fourth, they need to bowl Bangladesh out for about 50 and win by about 450. So that's not going to happen on Friday. And if it does... Uh, well, a few eyebrows will be raised, I think. A um, few eyebrows raised today, Steve Harmison, when Moe Ali wasn't in the side. You were speaking after the win at India, saying you expected them to go in with two spinners, uh, but they got away with it today, and I suppose all the headlines tomorrow will be about that man again, Johnny Bairstow. Um, what a wonderful knock from him. And once again, we're going back to template A when it comes to England winning games of cricket, aren't we? Him and Roy put on loads of runs and uh, it's left to the others really to knock off uh, what they can and take 10 wickets.
5: Yeah, just, John, it just seems that they've, they've had a the little bit of a, a blip, a little bit of a lull that everybody has in tournaments. No matter whether you're playing rugby, football, cricket, there's always your team, you always have a little bit of a low during a tournament. I think England have just had theirs, and they just seem to be coming back, peaking at the right time, and playing cricket the way they've been playing cricket over the last two years johnny Besto, fantastic hundred and jason roy who is so important to johnny Besto when he walks out to bat with him gives him that confidence gives him that belief that just to go and play his own way and let jason roy hit the ball through and over the field i think the work the two of them worked perfectly well um and it was it was back to back to england per usual
1: but, and there is a but, uh, 192 for one ended up 305 for eight. I mean, you're not going to complain with a score like that. But if that was against India, India would have chased it down. And, you know, when that pitch got a little bit more difficult to play on, the same old uh, demons seemed to affect the England side. They they couldn't, you know, dominate the bowlers. They didn't seem to be able to rotate strike. They panicked a bit. And there was a clump of wickets again. You know, can't afford, you could afford to do that today. Got away with it, but we can't afford to do that again in the semi-finals, and surely that's a worry. When the pitch was true, England succeeded. When it wasn't, they struggled.
5: Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd look at it slightly differently, John. Having played there for the best part of 20 years at Durham, I know how this pitch does in one day cricket. It is a good pitch at the start, but it's very, very difficult as the game goes on, especially when it's dry and a red-hot day in Durham. I think England actually... Read the wicket very, very well. And I think they'll have been helped in that because Paul Collingwood's in a dressing room who had, who's played there for 20 odd years, 20 odd years plus. And I think he probably would have said to England, We've got to make the most of these two new balls. The two new balls are so cru- uh, crucial. And I think England went the opposite way you would, you would normally go. So you'd normally build up for 20 overs, 25 overs, and explode at the back end of the innings. Actually, I think England did well to explode at the front end of the innings and realise, right. 300 is going to be just about enough. 300 is going to be a good score on this pitch. And, you know, you limped it to 300, but I actually think England just made sure they got to that score because they could have lost a couple more wickets in and around 220, 240, and they could have been bowled out for 260, and I think that there would have been well, well under par. So I wouldn't be as critical as what people you could look from the outside and think, right, we should have gotten 350. I don't think the pitch determined that we could get 350, I think, and uh, New Zealand proved that when they went out to bat. So I actually think England played some smart cricket up front um, and it just showed you when New Zealand batted how difficult it was to bat on that wicket because Butler, Morgan and Stokes found it very, very difficult to hit through the line of the ball. Um, So getting to 300, I thought, was a very, very good effort.
1: Was it a win the toss, win the match? Probably was.
5: Um, it was a win the toss win the match if you go and bat the way Johnny Besto and Jason Roy mm. did I think Martin Guptal at half time you're looking at and you're thinking Martin Guptal has to play one of his special innings he has to get 80 or 40 balls uh, just to give Kim Williamson a chance to knock the ball around and hopefully set a platform for Sam Nisham and De Grandholm but the way Guptal's, to be fair Guptal got out the way his World Cup's gone hasn't he he's yeah. not had much going for him he gets caught by an absolute beauty of a catch down leg side and when things are going for you they go for four when they're not going for you they get you out and you know Williamson exactly the same Williamson and Taylor looked quite good but again they were in a long long time 20 27 for, of 40 balls 28 for Taylor of 42 balls they the looked very very good but this, this it still was very difficult to score the boundary um, and you know Taylor had a brain freeze and you know Williamson you know, that happens once or twice in your career doesn't it
1: well, yeah, I mean, I said that he was unfortunate to get run out, but actually, Williamson could have been run out four times in this World Cup mm. uh, against Bangladesh, South Africa, and, um, you know, it was, it was farcical, actually, that he wasn't run out. And if those run-outs had, be- had occurred, I think New Zealand probably would have lost a game. Do you think that they are punching above their weight a little bit. I mean, they seem to have been exposed against England. They were against Australia, um, and they were pretty soundly beaten by Pakistan as well. It's, uh, it's almost um, they took advantage of a, a bit of an easy run-in and then a washout against India, which meant they shared the points. And you know, I'm, I'm, I think uh, they may feel the, slightly fortunate to, to be in the semi-finals.
5: Well, the washouts get them to, got them to the semi finals. Mm. Let's be fair. That, the washouts got them that 11th point because if they'd played against India the way India were playing at the time, uh, India would have beat them. Uh, simple as that, I, I've got no doubt. The the top order look as so though they've got no confidence whatsoever, Martin Guptel, um and whether it's been Nichols or, or Monroe. In the middle order, I think Latham got, I think he had 41 runs in six innings before mm-hmm. this game, and he got 57. Batting on a pitch he's used to batting on because he's played a lot of cricket at uh, Chester Street at the Riverside. So that'll give him a bit of confidence going into a final. Nisham and De Grandholm have, have saved their bacon. More than one occasion, New Zealand in the middle order. I don't see them doing that against the big boys. I don't see them doing it. They didn't do it today against England's pace attack. I can't see them doing it again against whether it's uh, Stark and Cummins um, and uh, Baranoff or whether it's if India they play India and it's it's uh, Bumrah or Shami or Bhuvneshwar Kumar. I just think, yeah, I wouldn't say they've, they've, they've they're punching above their weight. I just think they were always gonna be that fourth place team because so let's be fair, South Africa have been a bit of a shambles. Pakistan have been so hit or miss. Bangladesh, I feel sorry for Bangladesh because
1: yeah, I, agree. I think
5: they've been I think they've been the best of the rest of the rest. And I think they probably deserve that fourth spot for me because they've played some good, good cricket. But New Zealand have got that and I think Australia will be, be chomping at the bit to get this South Africa game out the way, get a win under the belt, and get up to uh, to Manchester to face New Zealand. Um, and I think they'll be licking the lips thinking, this is the best outcome to get a Lords final.
3: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
4: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right?
1: dotorg forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados truly the best place to be a cricket fan what did you make of the England bowling then I mean it was an all-round uh, effort really
5: top draw absolutely top draw archer at the top fantastic wokes neo Wokes again to set the tone wooden plunk it wickets again um, Stokes I enjoyed Stokes having ten over uh, five overs going for 10 runs, got a wicket with a, a long up, but you know you get them in one day cricket. I thought England and the field, I thought the field had excellent as well. You know, you mentioned um, in one of your bulletins on Talk Sport, too, about how Johnny Bairstow throwing himself around the field. I thought England fielding was excellent. Him and Joe Root and the boundary were, were first class. And I just think this was a well-oiled machine again, hitting their straps. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, England have gone through their lull and they're hitting the, the peak right at the at the business time, which they're going to have to be top, on top of their game when they play against India, if it's India at Birmingham.
1: Do they keep with this 11? Does yeah, Moe, does Moe Ali have a sniff now?
5: He only has a sniff if he plays instead of Rashid. I can't get him in anywhere else. I want to get him in my team, but the only vulnerable one would be, and you know how much I love him, and this shows you how honest I am about the game, the only vulnerable one I would say was Mark Wood, and I can't drop him. One, I'd never ever drop him. You know me, from Ashton John, but of he's, uh, um, he took, a three, he's took three, he took three wickets again today. he's bowled really well. When his when his place was, he, I tell you what thing Mark Wood does. When his place becomes not not so much in when he's talked about, that if there's a fifty fifty on who to bring in, he performs. He performs in the next game. Um, and he had a, a disappointing game against uh, India when he went for 73 and I thought he bowled first class today I thought he was the pick of England's England seamers in that middle period got the wickets that England needed um, I can't fit Mohan Ali and my team he's not bowling well so why should he come in and he's not well batting as, well either he's he? not batting well either as well as that John we've he- just been to we've just been to Edgbaston um, Kuldip Yadav and Chahal have gone for 170 mm. 160 between them so if two of the two of the match-winning spinners in the world have gone round the park on that ground even though it turns a little bit um, a low on confidence Mo and ali i think would struggle as well so the only way i could get him in is in place of rashid but i still think morgan loves plunkett in the middle trusts him i think he loves rashid in the middle i don't think the trust there at this moment in time but I think I don't think even in a big game, semi-final, I think Morgan would, would punt for Rashid over Mo and Ali. So it's the same side for me.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Rashid took some tap against India. If it is India, and it does look likely, mm. obviously if India beats Sri Lanka and then uh, Australia lose to South Africa, then um, it will be India top of the group and it will be an Australia-England semi-final. But I wonder if you're right there. I think the conversation, if there is one, is going to be... Re- Ali for Rashid, because the other thing, of course, is seeing Chris Wokes come in at seven does seem a place too high for Wokes. Watching Ali come in at seven, although his batting hasn't been anywhere near what the standards that we expect from him, it just gives you that, uh, I don't know, it just gives you a little bit of uh, solidity. Maybe it gives you a false sense of security. Maybe that's part of the problem. The uh, the the batsmen up to now with Ali coming at seven know that maybe they, that uh, if they're out, he's going to save the day. And, you know, maybe... Focuses the mind somewhat, knowing that Wokes is coming in at seven. Mm. Makes them protect the wicket a bit more, I don't know.
5: Yeah, I, I think it gives... I've always believed Mo and Ali, whether it's in a test team or the one-day side, just gives you that little comfort blanket. It just gives you that little comfort blanket at the bottom end where if things aren't going well, we've got Mo and Ali. And normally, that's when he performs at his best, when, it, when the team really needs him. Um, this is where he's got to come to the party a little bit more just to finish off an in innings by getting a 25 or a, a 30 off off 11 or 12 balls where yeah he can do that um, one other thing we haven't you know thought we haven't thought of if he does play at edge baston he will probably come in at number seven against likely two spinners so that will suit him more than the the seamers coming in trying to bowl aggressively and 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 giving them some gym music, so yeah, it will be very much gut feeling, I think, for Moen, uh for Owen Morgan. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if he waits right up until next Thursday morning, gets uh, gets there and thinks, you know what? I'm
1: supposed to go look at the pitch, didn't
5: we? Yeah. Well, I can't see the pitch being any different to what we've had so far, even on the fresh pitches we've had they've they've deteriorated and they've they've getting slower and slower as the game's gone on I think KP tweeted that win two tosses Owen Morgan and you win the World Cup well it could be as simple as that if Roy and Best bat f- first and bat for 10-15 overs after Morgan wins a toss England will take some beating But I just think he might just have to go with his gut on Thursday morning on which spinner he goes in with.
1: Brilliant stuff. Harmy. loving uh, listening to you on your uh, World Cup review with Dan Wendell on TS2. It's great. It's going to be back uh, next Thursday because, you know, if England hadn't been there, there wouldn't really be an England team more performance to review so we can all celebrate England have done what they needed to do they're through to the semi-finals and uh, you will be back on breakfast show as well Thursday morning so busy times and good times as well you've got to celebrate successes and certainly plenty of successes to celebrate today Uh, go well. I'll chat to you next week Uh, we will be back on uh, following on on Friday uh, following the uh, game at Laws between Pakistan and Bangladesh but that's pretty much all we've got time for today to never miss an episode of following on be sure to subscribe either on apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app see you on friday the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by barbados tourism and this is your gentle reminder that barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan